welcome to everyone. And I'm sorry for the slight delay. I have um, made my prayers in advance because we are already like long after the time. Uh, so I have chosen today uh, this topic on uh, impediments on the devotional path because um, uh, this is something which uh, is very interesting to me. Mostly I think that after the initial um, enthusiasm and everything which goes with it, um, one actually needs to know what are the phases through which uh, a sadhaka is passing through because uh, otherwise one can very easily become very disheartened. And it's actually, the more one is uh, knowing uh, these specifics and has real knowledge about it, it's much easier to recognize, to navigate through the path, et cetera. I found very interesting um, uh, uh, several articles from Tulal, Tulal Chandra Prabhu, and I liked it so much. And his sharing uh, is so beautiful. So I have structured uh, uh, the presentation on his uh, articles. Um, so I will be reading his thoughts because they're just perfectly done and just I will comment from time to time. And of course you can also join if somebody wants to comment or ask or just discuss, share something. So he's saying the following. Uh, the architects of our spiritual tradition have through concerted teachings carefully shown the roadmap we traverse on the journey to spiritual perfection. Therefore, one is, it's a form by Pirsamrita Sindhu, it's given um, a verse. There, thereafter, one is initiated by the spiritual master and executes the regulative principles under his orders. Thus, one is freed from all unwanted habits and becomes firmly fixed in devotional service. So, um, uh, Guru Maharaj recently commented, uh, has been asked a, a question on one of the QAs, and he ex uh, explained that humility, I like this uh, uh, quote, that humility means to accept what is good and to actually follow the good advice. Otherwise, not following the good advice actually is showing no, no humility. So um, this understanding of what humility means uh, has given me completely new view, new perspective, because um, humility usually is considered like, uh, you know, you have no pride, you're like, uh, very quiet, humble, um, you don't self-impose yourself, not show off, etc. But uh, real humility is actually to apply this. Otherwise, like your mind continues to whimsically choose and jump between um, like what the mind wants. So he's going to um, saying about this uh, six stages where uh, through which we pass uh, in Anishta Bhajana Kriya. So unstable devotional practice. So he's saying that the six uh, psychological roadblocks road of Anishta Bhajana Kriya are extensions of our enjoying ego, strongly influenced by passion and ignorance carried forward into our spiritual practice. The realignment, of our desires and values from served to servant foster the stages that present themselves as early obstacles to pure bhakti. Uh, I remember like <clears throat> uh, very much in the first years, <clears throat> which can continue for decades, I guess, uh, I 
connected to feel like um, very, uh, say, uh, you just continue with the same material mentality and uh, the so-called spiritual Olympics, uh, trying to gain some success, to have results, fast results, and, and feeling like advancing. And here, um, I like very much the deep analysis that actually uh, we just bring the same material mentality just projecting into the new platform, but it doesn't work like that. No, we have here to do so deep uh, change and raise so many, like it's exactly what anartha, no, unvaluable, un not valuable things uh, we have to remove and put the artha, the valuable ones. So it is said that uh, comprehensive knowledge and thoughtful contemplation on these mentalities and their potential negative influence on our devotional service will result in steady progress based upon realistic expectations. So the first uh, stage, of course, is Utsanamai. This is the enthusiasm. He calls it enthusiasm in prideful practice. Uh, I like this uh, part as well very much because uh, he explains here how Utsahamai, this stage is, um, uh, it's compared to a, a rocket, which is going into the space. And you've seen how the rocket like uh, starts, it has these uh, additional engines <laughs> supporting like I think two or four, I don't know how many exactly. And they start and they, carry the rocket, <laughs> bring it uh, more and more up. And then at some point they fall off <laughs> and then it has to continue on its own with its own speed. <clears throat> so it is explained exactly that it is absolutely important to have this stage. So the importance here is that all the stages, these immature stages through which we go, they are super significant they although it's like a failure so to say but they show exactly um they uh, bring us closer to the real bhakti like it's not just uh, it, it is not a failure it is something you have to go through all these so-called failures instability immaturity etc because this will practically shape you from inside. No, these are like different layers you need to go through. And, um, and when you're more informed, you'll be able to recognize the symptoms you have and, and, and also to understand that this is completely natural and this is how it's, it should be. And this is also, although it feels like a failure, it actually brings you closer now if you continue following. Uh, so, um, uh, so this prideful uh, practice, uh, I recently asked Guru Maharaj um, on a QA Q and A that um, uh, I asked him because in the beginning exactly you feel like a good devotee, you feel like um, uh, you want to show off, uh, etc. But um, the problem is that um, after some time you become bored of this, of course, and um, you start to want to have the real thing. First you realize, or I have realized, it's a lack of taste because in the beginning somehow the the desire to do things is like um, connected to external uh, show or like feeling i'm accomplishing something i have resolved i'm going fast forward on the path and here i am uh, we were even sharing with a friend recently that uh, like in the beginning, we were 
looking through the stages, you no, know, like an Atanivriti, Nishta, then it's going forward, Ruchi. And so like roughly calculating, oh, an Atanivriti, maybe a few years and then next few years for the next stage, etc. But it's absolutely not working like that. It's, it is such a deep, um, um, like so deep digging and uh, it is uh, necessary to, uh, to to really um, how to say uh, not become disheartened. So um, I like very much how this part of Utsahama uh, is explained here by Dula uh, Chandra. Ah, so sorry about the question I have asked Gurmanaj, like uh, if we figure it out, we do not have a, a taste and then, um, and we don't want to show off anymore because we are like not anymore into it. And uh, so how should we just continue acting the same, engage ourselves actively in the devotional practices as we used to like in, everything because if we do not expose ourselves to, to this practice we will not like clean what's necessary to be cleansed so and if we are not interested anymore in this external imitation but we want the real thing uh, shall we just do the things when we feel something you know? but he said that we should actually continue imitating because, I mean, we, we as sadhana devotees, we do imitate until we get a real taste uh, because the imitation is cleansing the anarthas and, and giving this uh, uh, steadiness after some times. So we, we need to expose ourselves and engage ourselves in all the limbs of the devotional uh, service. Um, sorry for the old uh, sounds, but everyone is now writing me if it worked, etc. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's explaining uh, also that. Um, uh, so, upon taking on a new and exciting endeavor, one feels invigorated and enthused by the prospect of enhancing their life. So he's giving example also when somebody is going to fitness or uh, losing weight, etc. One is going to gym, getting all kind of uh, instructional like videos, books, eat certain meals, etc., and then gets this first results. But then after getting the results, it's uh, like very easily one because stability is not uh, there uh, one gets losing the all the good uh, momentary habits and dropping here and there uh, the good meals and the the gym training and so on so everything uh, like because we are accustomed to speedy results because of our prior life experience, we want immediately to get whatever like we, we, we feel like now we have to attain our spiritual idea, we have a guru, shastra, we have the devotees, and we have some kind of a false confidence. And um, we cannot really understand uh, the full idea of what means of cleansing the heart. And this is like a millennia of accumulated mental impressions, which are based on fulfillment of material desires. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur also speaks about these uh, impressions and associations we have so deeply rooted and they're in the subconsciousness uh, guiding us and, and so much uh, for the untrained mind. This is like a very subtle hidden nature, which is bringing us from action to action, from 
decision to another and uh, somehow to recognize first how it works and to see it within ourselves and after to start transforming this is like very very deep uh, transformation uh, I have realized that um, uh, like uh, Guru Maharaj said recently on this um, uh, interview he was giving about the uh, Kishore Kishori uh, anniversary uh, he said, no, that's not, uh, I've been here around, like, uh, and uh, when I came back here, I hit the, uh, the ground running. Uh, so, and one of our devotees was, jo was joking here that uh, some of us cannot, uh, not just running, cannot walk, cannot even, you know, when the babies are laying on their in the first three months, they cannot even turn on the side. So, uh, so whenever we see somebody who is really advanced, for who like this devotional service is so natural and so like automatic, of course it means that these people have spent lifetimes of practicing and like slowly removing and transforming all these hidden subtle internal nature and now like everything is in a completely different way it's just running and, and it when you see such people like some advanced devotees when you see Guru Maharaj and it feels like like I mean they're doing it it's so easy for them it feels like almost we can do the same and we were even like calculating that Okay, now it's difficult for me, but maybe if I really push it very hard, like I just, um, for several years, I don't sleep enough, or I just, um, um, let's say, like, just try to push it and go through the whole thing. I feel like I will almost, uh, someday I will open up in the morning my eyes and, uh, I will be already there, but it's actually um, uh, it it takes a very long time. I mean, or let's say, not so long for such a high um, goal. So, so this initial stage, it is said that it will show itself depending on the condition of the person who is practicing. But uh, usually one feels like he's really uh, worthy of praise. One feels he's now a learned spiritualist, preacher, uh, exceptional kirtanya, prestigious temple manager, purified brahmana, or realized Brajananandi. I like so much all these descriptions of Lord Chandra Prabhu because, uh, I mean, like all kind of pride, no? Like one can... Just imagine there, like whatever one likes. And um, then, of course, the fallen karmis one is like uh, uh, trying to distance oneself and making these black and white uh, filters. And here, one very nice comment is that at this stage, one is very much more advanced to the service than to the one to who one is served serving uh, I also remember like because in the beginning like the service feels so important like what is given to you and and you became so attached to it because I, I felt myself so unstable and I needed to grab <laughs> something and then like the service because it's like kind of an external practice, like you, you feel like you do a project, you're like valuable, you're doing something, you're good. And this is everything. And I really can recognize this uh, difference where, um, like, because later on when uh, we had to, you know, uh, in our, Ex-mission, we had to leave our spiritual, ex spiritual master. We had like everything was broken down <laughs> to into pieces, and and like you have to reestablish your whole idea of what 
about devotion and what Krishna consciousness means. This was extremely um, good because um, all this like external, um, like uh, connected to only to your exact uh, current service, which is everything to you transformed into much more flexible idea that like the whole point it doesn't matter what exactly you're doing if if the guru is giving the the service if he's satisfied if, if this is coming from this from above from an authority which uh, brings down to you direction and instruction and then you're connected to this current so this is everything. Um, so as Guru Maharaj says that, like in the beginning, the path is so narrow and you're like going not very exactly, but then it starts to become like uh, more wide in a sense that um, one opens up one, one's perspective as, uh, of devotion, of, of of surrender, of being able to be engaged in, in, in service in sadhana. Um, so it is also said that, of course, we, we really, really need this beginning tender faith and we need this false enthusiasm. And a very nice comment mm -hmm. is that actually the Sankirtan movement of Mahaprabhu um, was glorified to be able to cleanse the heart of Anardas of both piety and sin, which we have accumulated for like eternity. And uh, everything what we were doing was based on self-centered enjoyment. And this is actually the root of all suffering. So, and, and for cleansing of, of, of the heart, you don't need to make any extraneous endeavors but just adapting the practices of pure devotion of service under the guidance of bona fide spiritual master and the devotees, the sadhusang and the scriptures. So slowly as the cleansing is uh, going on and more sincere and serious service is coming, one becomes more and more qualified to, to be able to fully comprehend the true nature of material entanglement and then develops steadfast practice and navigate through the stages of unsteady devotion. And then the next what is coming after is said to be the natural humility, which is indicative for the steady devotion, because we know that Nishta is, uh, as Guru Maharaj gives in his comment on the Shikshashtak, that um, Nishta is connected to this third verse of um, Shikshashtaka, Trinada Pisunishana, where uh, yeah, tolerance and humility, unlike of desire, uh, self-glorification and giving all glory to the others is three basic qualities one develops. Um, here also, it's interesting to, to speak about because Mahaprabhu glorifies his Sankirtan uh, movement as uh, removing both piety and sin because often we tend to imagine like we project on the spirituality also our understanding of material goodness like what is good what is bad also like um, we expect our guru or the devotees to behave like in a good material understanding uh, we could see uh, i mean somehow last year i guess it was at least here in uh, with the devotees I have um, talked, how much it, it, the, the situation we had in our mission, how much it brought this um, idea of what actually I understand uh, as spirituality, because I, uh, I have certain like uh, my own idea of what is good and bad. And I start projecting this on my guru, on the devotees and how they're supposed to behave. And, Spirituality really needs to come from above because it has nothing to do even with the material goodness. So, and we often tend to imagine that. Uh, we also, from the Christian background, we also know this, like 
very much. Uh, it is there given this idea of goodness uh, in material, external way, but of course also the spiritual point. So we can understand how, uh, how above, how more subtle spirituality is, and we just need to follow. Um, so the, the second stage which is given on the path of um, unstable bhajan or practice, um, it's, um, it gives uh, after this um, um, productive and inattentive service. It's called ghanatarala. Like sometimes it's like working, sometimes it's thick, sometimes it's thin, because it's the flickering mind, it's unsteadiness. And mind has this function we know, accepts, rejects. Uh, and uh, we just, um, sometimes we feel that the scriptural purports are very easily understood, sometimes um, we absolutely cannot enter and um, accept and understand the spiritual message. Same with the japa. Sometimes we are very attentive. At times, mind is super stubborn. We cannot can concentrate at all. And same with lectures. You know? Sometimes we have experienced like our attention is more focused and sometimes it just cannot work. So all this is um, coming because of like still our mind dictates. So this unsteadiness is something which uh, we will uh, experience on this second stage. Um, so, and because of this exactly here, it feels sometimes these obstacles are unsurmount uh, unsurmountable, that we absolutely cannot, we feel so weak to overcome this passion and ignorance. And we just feel submerged in uh, all suffering and uh, that all salvation is lost. I mean, because initially feel, oh, I'm at a, at a, like, I'm getting something, I'm getting a result, I'm doing change, I'm good. But when we actually see that we want to get some real substantial like advancement, we, we see that we're very weak, no? sometimes it goes, sometimes not. So here, um, there are two quotes of um, Bhagavad Gita where Krishna is supporting us and saving us. So in 240, he's saying, in the practice of this Dharma, no effort is wasted, nor is one's progress ever diminished. Even the slightest practice of this discipline protects one from great danger. And the other one, all son of Prita, neither here in this world nor in the next is he, my devotee, vanquished. Anyone who is sincere, my dear friend, walks not the road of misfortune, the 640. Uh, so we just have to continue. It is said that slowly the passion and ignorance recedes, then minds can get some spiritual composure. And this is mainly happening under the good guidance. And then, then um, it's very important if we drop this at some point, if, if we lose this, because it's a period, you know, it stops, then the so-called bad one starts. So in this time, we should just accept uh, that this is a natural uh, stage, because otherwise a uh, person can just leave it and uh, become completely disheartened. Uh, it is said that if we continue to engage our mind to, to, to do the practice, to follow the guidance, like the mind will gradually become more obedient and these big waves we get like it will you get like uh, less and less so the third stage is said that um, it's called view the vikalpa these uh, parading possibilities and this is very much connected to the idea that 
often the devotees expect to, uh, they read a lot in the beginning about, uh, you know, renunciation, brahmacharya, uh, all this kind of tyagi uh, idea where you uh, renounce and all kind of um, regulation. Uh, but, and then when this comes, one starts thinking, oh, like it said, like the monk can think of marriage <laughs> and the, the married one think of renouncing everything. Then uh, one can even jump to uproot everything, one's position and just go to the other end of the world or just change totally the scenario, thinking that um, this will help me. Like it's also coming from the mind uh, trying to, to change, to get something. So um, here it's very important, it is said to follow what Guru is, is saying because he will give us, according to our individuality, uh, what exactly to, to follow. But um, uh, there is a comment that uh, mm, yeah, that uh, here there is a quote Krishna says to Uddhava, for a devotee engaged in bhakti with mind fixed on me, the cultivation of knowledge and renunciation is generally not beneficial for bhakti. Devotion should not be caused by renunciation, but renunciation should be caused by devotion. So um, in modern life, of course, this is like, um, different like we we think of uh usually shall i work a lot and then uh, let's say donate to my guru or i shall like diminish my work and then engage more into other type of service um shall i study uh, shall i marry raise my children and so on uh, so that's why Guru Maharaj is giving us all, all, always this uh, idea of depending on our individuality, we have to try to establish, uh, you know, uh, uh, horizontally some stability, which will bring us, will give us the opportunity to go deep. And um, here in this stage, uh, we might. Uh, think a lot of many options and how to advance more fast, uh, what would be better. But um, one has to become stable. No? This is one of the most important things to be able to actually concentrate and to deepen one's uh, practice. Um, so here, the uh, Chandra Prabhu has given I liked very much a comparison that uh, the advancing bhakta has to be remain equiposed. Um, so um, on one side, on one hand, uh, he has to understand that spiritual advancement is taking so long and he's fully confident that mercy is coming. Uh, and then it won't take so long. So these are the two hands raised. Like one hand is the, it takes long because it's such a high ideal, but it take, doesn't take so long because of the mercy. And so on both sides like this, we are fortified with some realistic expectations. And then we can enthusiastically dance with these both hands raised. And this is how one is calling the progress without being overwhelmed with the mental stages of uh, this Anishta Bhajana Kriya, because mm, knowing in reality that it takes time, but same time that it's such a merciful process. Uh, and the fourth stage is battle with the senses. Um, so, of course, it's given that uh, that uh, all this uh, like truthfulness, cleanliness, austerity, mercy are helping in our sadhana. 
so everyone will get his own ways how to practice but um, um, it is said also that um, it, like there is a quote from from Bhagavad Gita 259 that Although one may refrain from material enjoyment by following scriptural dictates or in pursuit of yogic regulation, desire for sensual pleasure will not abate. But upon experiencing extreme bliss of association with the supreme attraction to mundane enjoyment will dissipate and one will become firmly fixed in spiritual consciousness. Here there is a comment of Bhaktivinoda Thakur who is saying that um, the idea of remaining aloof from sense gratification by means of fasting and other austerities, as is found in the scriptures, is a foolish proposal. So he's explaining also that strict regulations of the yogi, as intended for the less intelligent, um, uh, it's not for the devotees, because devotees are actually cultivating attachment to the Lord. So because they cultivate this attachment, they realize that this is the true pleasure and they become detached from the mundane desires. Um, I wanted just to shortly share that after meeting Guru Manach in Madhavan and getting my initiation, I, I felt so uh, enthusiastic because um, I guess because when you have your first experience, it is like one of the most powerful and it's worth giving this uh, merciful extra injection <laughs> into one's spiritual life. So because of, of the association with him, I really felt for a few months that um, <laughs> like I felt like uh, some stages are behind me <laughs> or something. And uh, But the idea is that this uh, the sadhu sangha the, the association is really so powerful that um, um, it gives you a glimpse. If it, it, give, it gives you even even if it's a demo version of what is supposed to be someday in the future, just to having a glimpse of it, a small taste of it, it becomes so attractive that then it can really help you to go forward for like lifetimes. And um, uh, I have noticed that um, uh, Krishna has given me first uh, this like uh, demo version of what it could be. <laughs> and then after that, giving me the panorama, bringing me back where I am. <laughs> So these two things, which Guru Maharaj is saying, like you, you need to know where, where you have to get, no, on the map, and you need to know where you are to be able to have the, the roadmap. And these two things are important for, uh, for some success. But um, uh, the idea here is that really. Um, um, uh, like this superficial way of approaching uh, spiritual life uh, diminishes now when you see the real thing, the, the, the real taste, how a real devotee is uh, practicing. And um, then you go back to the, to the fight with your sense enjoyment. But um, uh, there is some... Uh, from from Bhagavatam from 11th canto there is a quote which in this uh, on this stage deeply touched me uh, it is uh, Bhagavatam 11 20 27 28 it is said having developed faith in topics about me and being disgusted with all karmas a devotee knows that all enjoyments are filled with misery but he is unable to give them up. Still with affection for me, with faith and determination, he will continue worshipping me, while at the same time partaking of those enjoyments which give rise to suffering 
and yet condemning them. Um, for me, this was like reading my, my thoughts because it is so painful to actually continue uh, partaking in the, those enjoyments, which gives you suffering. And you know this so well, and you have done this like millions of times and still like you're like, I don't know, like a zombie <laughs> continuing doing it and not being able to, to stop. And this is so painful uh, process. And uh, I mean, because they say no, that ignorance is bliss. It's because like, um, <laughs> when you don't know what you're doing and that's the only thing you know, you're somehow, like more blissful in a way, but once you already know, it becomes like a real painful process. Um, so it's like a, some addiction, no? You suffer extremely, still you cannot stop. And, and you have read this thousands of times in the scriptures, you have in front of you the exams of devotees, so this reality uh, becomes so painful, but at the same time, it is so nicely described here in the 11th canto that Krishna is saying that the devotee have developed faith in the topics about him and he is disgusted with the karma. So although he cannot stop it, he knows this is misery, unable to give up. But some affection starts there, no? Towards Krishna, he has faith, he has determination, he continues and worships Krishna. Um, so this is like the process, that, that's how it works. And knowing this, we will not become disheartened. This is like really, really so um, enthusing. Um, so it is also the large Prabhu is uh, saying that it, we, we should be very careful not to judge um, uh, our advancement, like to be too hypercritical and also to the others, only by a bit of strictly following external regulations. It's uh, very important, you know, like uh, we cannot imagine this type of moral, devotional moral, which we have to apply. We don't have like uh, access to what the other's motivation is. So it is very, very important um, just to concentrate, to, to please the, the guru through, through the service and um, just to try to attract the mercy of guru and Krishna. And this is what it's important, not, not, not to judge, not to try to measure and um, just to see externally the thing. Um, so it is said so that we will every day want to chant, like, go with determination, we want to chant a little more, do more service, do this, this, that. But at the end of the day, we all, the, the night has arrived and we again recognize that we did not fulfill what we were planning to. But um, not maintaining the vows because this uh, anxiety, like this weakness can bring in anxiety. That's why we have to really be very careful of our devotion and enthusiasm. Uh, we have to try to uh, apply common sense and also um, not to become disheartened. And then uh, like slowly we, we have to expect improvement. So, so as, as an end, I would like to, to say that um, mm, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, who is expanding his Madhurikadamiti, because of course this is all taken from, from his book, uh, explaining all these men mentalities of unsteadiness is giving us 
first all the symptoms, you now like the disease, but also this is stages of advancement. Uh, and also we can see all these materialistic mentalities inside of ourselves, which is also very good to be able to see. That's why I have uh, chosen this topic because uh, for me to see the sickness, or like the symptoms of uh, unhealthiness is like half the way, so to say, you have to know with what you're struggling. And also when you're really good informed how to remove the anartha, you can actually escape apparat to the holy name. And also this can really bring advancement. Um, so here, steadiness and determination is the, the qualities we try to get more involved into, to, to be able somehow to reach Nishta. And if uh, we somehow overcome these big waves of these first unsteady stages, like slowly, slowly, these impediments, they become weaker and uh, our uh, desire becomes bigger. So just say, no, in, in the Nishta, this what was a bitter medicine becomes uh, nurturing, it becomes the food. So this is our goal that now the medicine feels very bitter, <laughs> but slowly, slowly it will adapt and it will become food for us. If there's any comment or question or any discussion one wants to Mm -hmm. Shrab is right in here. Thank you for an important class, which gives a realistic perspective, perspective on spiritual progress and humility, giving verses from the Bhagavad and Uddhava Gita's now master, which helps us not to lose heart. This helps to give some balance for our life of bhajan. It was encouraging to hear from Guru Maharaj that our journey to get to service of the Guru is much longer than the journey after that. Yeah, I remember also this from the last one, no? it is Vishnu Janaswami quote uh, he was quoting, like the path we have passed so far is much longer with back then what's left. He also talks about learning more about the right perspective of sadhana only as we experience. It takes patience, but the pain and struggle is meant to be beautiful in itself in a life of loving exchange. Thank you for your association. Very beautiful. Thank you. Very beautiful comment. That pain and struggle is meant to be beautiful in itself. And the patience. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, um, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> it's connecting very much to what I was also like uh, impressed by the Prabhu's presentation. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't go through the very last only uh, stage because uh, first not to make it too long. And the other thing is I, I absolutely don't feel uh, I couldn't comment on it because it's much higher <laughs> stage for me, which is like that you, you become such a reservoir of attraction of bhakti for everyone that there you can feed on the weeds of, you know, pride and like, in starting enjoying these subtle things, but I really couldn't comment on that. So, and here, Madam Gopal, thank you, Prabhuji. I like this. Uh -huh. I love these descriptions of stages because it's like spiritual psychology and encourages us that these stages are normal and to be expected. Yes, I also liked so much this um, exactly. It is expected, no, this idea, and this is normal, but not only that, he's also commenting that on top of being expected and normal, they're needed, they're like, actually, this is the advancement. It's not 
no? It's not a failure where you just fail to do this, you're unsteady, you're immature, but you have to go through in order to, to advance. So it's not just uh, normal, like considering normal failure, but this is the advancement on the stage. Like you, you have to go through it, you have to step uh, to go forward. And this struggle, no? is uh, uh, the, the, the struggle in itself, <laughs> uh, as you said, which is beautiful, is giving you this, um, this change, this internal uh, change. And, and also, although it's bitter, no, like uh, not being able to drop, especially the material part, uh, but still the idea that you're still attracted somehow. Somehow you're on the path. So, I myself, after the years I've passed, I, I just consider, like when I see a devotee, for me, it's a miracle that uh, for whoever on the path, uh, for me, it's a miracle that I'm still on the path. <laughs> and it's amazing that somebody's on, on the path, like knowing how difficult it is now, I appreciate uh, every uh, small effort of, of a person. And, and I'm amazed how it's possible in the kingdom of Maya to see a devotee. I heard like long time ago, uh, a comment that uh, a devotee asked his guru, uh, Guru Mara, or Prabhupada maybe was asked why there's so many uh, so much Maya in the temples of Krishna no? in the devotees temples he said uh, I would ask how there are so many temples in the kingdom of Maya like this is the miracle this is like we're in, in, in her kingdom so to see such things it's a real miracle actually. I remember this it, it like stayed with me <laughs> and at that time I couldn't understand it now I, uh, I can really connect to that. Thank you so much for your association and for the nice comments. Shlukuru Maharaj ki jai devotee sadhu sangha ki jai. Hari Bo, thank you.